Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and then Sunday evening at 6 p.m. You do not want to miss these services with Perry Stone here at the Harvest Worship Center, 21-225 Jeb Stewart Highway in Stewart, Virginia. So come on out and be a part of these powerful services. Everybody say, pray, 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 pray. Ephesians chapter 6 says, praying with all prayer and supplication, with every kinds of prayer, any way that you can pray, one translation says. And so it's important right now because that's part of our weaponry that God has given to us as we, as we pray and bind those forces and speak the life of God and ask for the peace of Jerusalem and pray for the Lord to, to bring a swift end to this conflict that's happening right now. And we believe God for that also in our own nation. May our America needs revival. America needs God to answer prayer. Somebody say amen. And so we want to believe the Lord to move in a very, very powerful way in our nation as well. And so right now this morning, I have a prayer request. We prayed over this actually at the prayer meeting the other night. Uh, Dory and Ham Basan uh, from Israel, they have uh, their great niece Dory is in Israel and she's expecting a baby. And so uh, we want to pray for her and ask for God to just let his peace be upon her and to give her an a, a easy delivery. Somebody say amen. And so we want to believe the Lord today. There's, there's many requests. And so we want to believe God that he'll reach out and bring healing and bring, bring deliverance and, and bring faith and strength into people's lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. So let's pray right now. Lift up your voice to him. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray out loud. Father, in Jesus' name today, we just lift you up and exalt your name. You are exalted, God. You are exalted among the nations. And we pray today, Heavenly Father, that in the name of Jesus that you will touch, Lord, Adi Batwin, Lord God in heaven, that you will help her to have an easy delivery there in Israel that your protection will be over her. Father, we just pray today for the nation of Israel. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Lord, we ask you to send out your warring host against, Father, Lord, these terror groups that are there, the Hamas, the Al-Qaeda, the Hezbollah, Father ISIS, Father God, Lord, the Taliban, all of them, Lord. We pray, Father, that you would send your angel, your angel, Father God, to chase them on before you. Let the pit that they have dug for your people, let them fall in it in Jesus' name. We pray for your, your protective hand over that nation. Be with the soldiers and help them. Take those caves, those caverns and those ravines and let them be the tomb of the enemy. Father, in Jesus' name today, Lord, we pray and we lift up that nation, Father God. We're so thankful, thankful, Father God, for your people. We ask you today to move in our nation. We pray for revival. We pray for the light to be released in America in the midst of all the darkness and the confusion, Father. Oh, Lord, we ask you to just open the window of heaven and pour out the Holy Ghost. Father, we need you, God. And move in this house today. Meet every need. Touch every life. Lord Jesus, have your way today. We give you praise for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Come on, give him some praise. I saw Satan fall like lightning. I saw darkness run for cover But the miracle that I just can't get over My name 
is registered in heaven. In signs and wonders, I have resurrection power. Yes, I do. But the miracle that I just can't get over, my name is registered in heaven. Yeah, my praise belongs to you forever. This is my testimony from death to life. Cause grace rewrote my story. I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous. I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. together sons and daughters bought with blood and washed in water sing the graces of the spirit son and father our God will finish what he started oh yes our God will finish what he started this is my testimony Cause grace rewrote my story I'll testify By Jesus Christ the righteous I'm justified This is my testimony This is my testimony How many have their testimony today? If I'm not dead, you're not done Greater things are still to come If I'm not dead, you're not done Greater things are still to come If I'm not dead, you're not done, no, no Greater things are still to come, oh, I believe If I'm not dead, you're not done Greater things are still to come Who I believe This is my testimony From death to life Cause grace rewrote my story I testify By Jesus Christ the righteous I'm justified This is my testimony This is my testimony dead you're not done greater things are still to come come on i'm not dead you're not done tell him greater things are still to come who i believe if i'm not dead you're not done no 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 greater things are still to come yes i believe if I'm not dead, you're not done Greater things are still to come Who I believe This is my testimony From death to life Cause grace rewrote my story I'll testify By Jesus Christ the righteous I'm justified This is my testimony This is my testimony This is my testimony, Lord. 
Come on, somebody praise him this morning. How many know you'll become by that blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony? I searched the world And it couldn't fill me Man's empty praise And treasures that fade Are never enough Then you came along And putting me back together Now every desire is now satisfied here in your love for there's nothing better than you there's nothing better than you lord there's nothing nothing is better than you sing it again come on tell him oh there's Lord, there's nothing, nothing is better than you. I'm not afraid to show you my weakness, my failures and flaws. Lord, you've seen them all. And you still call me friend Cause the God of the mountains The God of the valley There's not a place Your mercy and grace Won't find me again Oh, there's
My God is bigger, better, stronger, greater than you. My enemies scatter because they know the battle is done. Oh, my God is stronger, the victory is already won. Yeah, he died for my ransom and rose up on the third day. Oh, cause my God is greater than death. too low there's no fear that i have he doesn't already know there's no problem to be there's no weapon too strong there is nothing for god that's impossible there's no mountain too high no valley too low there's no fear that i have he doesn't already know there's no problem too big there's no weapon too strong There is nothing for God That's impossible I won't be shaken Oh, I won't be moved Cause my God is faithful His promise is true Oh, it's time to move Cause my God is bigger, better, stronger, greater He's bigger, better, stronger, greater He's bigger, better, stronger, greater He's bigger, better, stronger, greater than you believe that today come on just take a few moments to praise him come on you know I know in a lot of people's mind that they're thinking you know God what you know what's next on the world stage what's what's going to be happening next I know that fear is a sinister spirit I know it's trying to mess with a lot of people but I'm here to tell you today that draw nigh to Jesus, he'll draw near to you. I'm here to tell you that he said he hadn't given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and of a sound mind. You know, many years ago, there was a song that we sang in the Christian church that I grew up in. 
Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where Thou hast died. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to Thy precious bleeding Let's sing it again. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to thy prayer. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaken, I've never been so glad that I put my faith in Jesus, cause he's never let me down. He's faithful through generations So why would he fail now? He won't He won't I've still got joy in chaos I've got peace that makes no sense so I won't be going under I'm not held by my own strength Cause I built my life on Jesus He's never let me down He's faithful to every season So why would he fail now? He won't Come on He won't Say he won't He won't He won't It's my firm foundation Christ is my firm foundation The rock on which I stand Everything around me is shaking I've never been so glad That I put my faith in Jesus Cause he's never let me down He's faithful through every place So why would he fail now? He won't, he won't, still got joy, I've still got joy in chaos, I've got peace that makes no sense, so I won't be going under, I'm not held by my own. 
him up in praise this morning. Come on, lift him up, lift him up. Yes, Lord. You are our rock, Jesus. Our firm foundation. Give me praise, Lord God. Amen. He won't fail. 
Can we give him a love wave and just to thank him? Thank you, Lord. Amen. We trust in your word, Father, and we know that you can't fail, Father. Yes. You're perfect in everything, God. We thank you. We're asking the ushers to come up. We're going to take our tithes and our offering. And, Lord, we just thank you again. We love you, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to give. We're praying, Father, that this will be an upbuilding of your kingdom, Father, and we're just speaking blessings over everyone that is here in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Let's stand together this morning again. Good to see you in God's house today. Amen. God is good. I said God is good all the time. All the time God is good. Let's turn our Bibles to Isaiah chapter number 33, verses 5 and 6. I was uh, sharing with Deborah yesterday. I said, you know, I have never ever since such a spirit of confusion you know that is has been released in our nation and upon the world i mean with all the thousands and thousands of people that were chanting death to america death to israel and uh, so forth the 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 visceral hatred all the different things that were being released into the atmosphere i sensed that i don't know whether you may not you may not have but i did i sensed that i know while i was preparing you know for today just sitting in my office how i could sense that i came out here and just started screaming i plead the blood i plead the blood i plead the blood i plead the blood of jesus Amen. I speak that blood of Jesus today. Amen. You need to be bold to do that. Bold to do it. The dumb devil is bold enough to do what he wants to do. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 33, verses 5 and 6. The Lord is exalted, for he dwelleth on high. He hath filled Zion with judgment and righteousness, and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of of thy times and strength of salvation the fear of the Lord is his treasure the Lord is exalted for he dwelleth on high he hath filled Zion with judgment and righteousness and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of the times what wisdom and knowledge what does the book of Proverbs tell you to get Wisdom and knowledge. Jesus has made unto us both wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. 
wisdom and knowledge. Amen. He said, my people perish in Hosea 4 and 6 for a lack of knowledge. And so we need knowledge. It'll stabilize you during this time when everything is being shaken in the world in which we live. Amen. Somebody say, Christ is my victory. He is. Man, it's thought to make you love Jesus more than you've ever loved him before. Praise God. He is your rock. He is your rock. Father, we thank you for your word. And we thank you today, Lord, that we're standing on the rock, the rock that cannot be shaken. Thank you, Lord, that you never change. You're always the same. I pray today, God, that you will stabilize lives. Father God in heaven, that Lord, that as David said, I'm, my feet had might not slipped, but the place under me, you widened it out. Lord, we thank you for the bedrock faith of the word. We ask you today, God, that every soul will be encouraged. We ask you, Lord, today for the anointing of your presence. Give us ears to hear, eyes to see, a heart to perceive and understand. Cause every word to come forth accurately, boldly as you'd have it to come. And, Lord, we pray that you'll help us to become attuned to the times that we're living in. We need that. We need to hear your voice right now. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. You may be seated this morning. I want to give just a little bit of history, go back in time just a little bit this morning for a few moments. And I know that 9-11 was just celebrated. I don't call it a celebration, but remembered. How about that? Remembered uh, across our nation where we remember the terror attack that was upon our nation when 19 militants, we need to be reminded of this, where 19 militants associated with the Islamic terror group Al-Qaeda hijacked four of our jetliners and carried out suicide attacks across targets in the United States. This is almost unfathomable to think that such a thing could happen. And two of those planes were flown into the Twin Towers. I mean, many of us probably were watching TV and saw the news and saw those towers come down in New York City. And then a, uh, a third plane hit the Pentagon. And then a fourth plane crashed in the field in, in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Almost 3,000 people were killed during those terror attacks. Think about that. Almost 3,000 people. I will never forget that day. I will never forget that day. I think about those Flight 93 and the brave people on that flight who took that plane back from those terrorists were willing to give their lives and crash into that field. Some of them on the phones of their wives or their husbands and, and knew that they were going to their death, yet they stood strong. Stood strong. They did that for us. They did it for us. I watched as... Buildings were smoking and burning and people were running out from, the, out from the building, jumping out windows. It was a horrific scene. And then others were running into the building to save those on the inside. Panic was everywhere. Fear just gripped the nation. You could feel that fear grip the nation. See, evil from this Islamic extremist group, Al-Qaeda, had attacked our nation from within. 
from within, trained on our soil, worked in our nation, educated by our teachers, were our neighbors, yet so filled with hate and evil that they were willing to do what they did because they wanted to murder as many people as they possibly could. They were called terrorists, terrorists, meaning to bring extreme fear. Everybody say extreme fear. Trembling, fright, alarm, panic is what they wanted to put in people's lives, induce upon them. And so we remember today all of those who perished, but at the same time, I want to remember my adversary. I want to remember what he's capable of. Because if you remember, our leadership went out and prayed on the Capitol steps. And for a couple of weeks, things seemed to be taking an upward trend. Then all of a sudden, business went back to usual. That's scary. That's scary. And so the Lord began to deal with me today about our present condition in our nation. Here we are 20-some years later now than when 9-11 happened. So we ask ourselves about these terror groups like Al-Qaeda and Hamas and Hezbollah and ISIS and the Taliban that literally hate America, big Satan, and Israel, little Satan. You think about all the different things that came out of that, about the PSD, about uh, what's happened since then, like Benghazi. Everybody remembers Benghazi. What about Afghanistan? The billions of dollars that's been given into their hands. Listen to me. What about homegrown terrorists in our nation right now, Unabombers and extremists, school shooters, biochemical weaponry? What about in our nation since then, what we have suffered, COVID-19? Mandated vaccines, masks, What about present threats of China and Russia and North Korea and Iran? What about the political corruption in our own nation right now? It's unbelievable. Somebody say it's unbelievable. Economic woes of hyperinflation. Little wonder that Job said man's days are few and full of troubles. See, troubled times have been around since the beginning of time. But troubles haven't been as varied like they are right now. I think about the words that Jesus spoke in Matthew chapter 24 when he said, these are the beginning of sorrows, birth pains of the end, until one pain systematically follows the other until that birthing period comes. You see, leadership in our nation, I do not believe, has been distrusted and corrupt. I know in my lifetime, I've never seen anything like it. And I'm not speaking about other nations when I'm talking about this. I'm talking about us, us in America, our nation, which is founded on Judeo-Christian principles, the land of the brave, the home of the free, us, where churches dot the landscape of America. I mean, if you rode up and down the road today in Stewart just on 58 alone, there would be a dozen or more churches on the highway before you get to Martinsville. 
much less the ones that are in the communities and round about us. But something has changed. And I want you to get this. It seems like our security has been breached. Our secrets have been exposed. Our armor is flawed. How could we go when the time that I was growing up, unlock screen doors and windows up to deadbolts and steel doors? Tempered glass. Think about it. We send our children to schools, never having a thought of them. When I was being raised, we carried guns in our black window, knives in our pockets and on our side. Matter of fact, I even remember a few guns being passed around and people looking at them in school in awe. Oh, man, that's nice. That's nice. But today when a child goes to school, it's exposed to this immorality, the transgenderism, the, um, the drag queens. To help them to choose another gender other than what they were born with. Taught to hate our nation. Man, if that hadn't came out over the last few days, nothing has. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Taught to hate our, to hate our nation. Cancel culture. Well, if I don't like what you say, I'll just cancel you. Critical race theory. Defund the police. How can we be struggling in a society today where when I grew up that we read the Bible in the classroom, took prayer requests, and prayed over people's needs, quoted Scripture, pledged allegiance to the flag. It wasn't any other flag hanging. No other flag allowed. Grew up that way. Grew up that way. How in the world can we be wrestling in a society that is polytheistic now? God is whatever you want him to be. Whoever you want him to be. How in the world can we struggle with the choice of gender when God created man and woman, male and female? I never heard of that when I was growing up. Never, never, never. How can we walk out of a terrorist nation, think about this, and leave billions of dollars of weaponry and technology behind for them to use against us right now? Somebody help me. Somebody help me. You see, the enemy wants to sow fear in people, but at the same time, he wants to brainwash our nation. I think universities are dangerous places right now. Lord, have mercy. God began to speak to me. He says, one of the things that my people are going to have to guard is fear. They must not fear. 
they must become emboldened. You see, fear is the driving force behind what I'm talking about today. Terror is simply a paralyzing fear that wants to cause you to wonder, man, are they going to be shooting into my house or are they going to show up and want to, want to cut my head off? Are they going to want to attack the school system? Are they going to want to attack the mall? It has many people paralyzed and fearful to go anywhere. Don't want to go out to eat, don't want to go to the mall, don't want to ride down the road. Listen to Jesus' words in Luke chapter 21. This is what he said. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity. You know what that means? They're searching for an answer, but they cannot find it. My God, our own Congress can't even get their act together right now. We have no speaker of the house. I said, what if we were attacked? Perplexity. The sea and waves roaring. Men's hearts filling them for fear. Now, I hope you heard that statement. He's talking about such intensity of fear being upon humanity that people would literally have heart attacks and die. For looking after those things which are coming on the earth. The Amplified says it like this. And there will be signs in the sun and the moon, the stars, and upon the earth there will be distress, trouble, and anguish of nations in bewilderment and perplexity without resources left wanting, embarrassed, in doubt, not knowing which way to turn. Are you listening? At the roaring of the echo of the tossing of the sea, men swooning away or expiring with fear and dread and apprehension and expectation of the things that are coming on the world for the very powers of heaven will be shaken and caused to totter. Wow. I want to ask you a question. Are you safer today than you were on 9-11? Think. Is our nation safer today than it was on 9-11? Do people worry more now than they did then? Is there less fear today than there was then? Do you rest better at night? Is our nation more unified? Is it more focused? You see, while the world is filled with perplexities and distress and bewilderment and doubts and this great fear that Jesus is talking about, I have to be reminded of what the Apostle Paul tells me in 2 Timothy chapter 1. God did not give me a spirit of fear but of power and love and of a sound mind. Come on. Say a sound mind. You see, I'm not to fear because my God has not given me a spirit of fear. Say this with me. Say, I do not have a spirit of fear, but a power loving of a sound mind. You see, I'm not to fear because God is my peace. I'm not to fear because the Lord is with me. Do you believe that? Do you really believe that Jesus is with you? I'm not to fear because I know that he's my deliverer and my comforter. I'm not to fear because he is my present help in the time of trouble. Listen to our scripture text in Isaiah 33. God is supremely esteemed. I'm reading from the message. His center holds. God keeps your days stable and secure. He's the stability of the times. Listen. 
Things don't shake God. God shakes things. Listen, listen. His salvation, wisdom, and knowledge are in surplus for us. I like that. Uh Uh-huh. Are in surplus. But best of all, Zion's treasure, fear of the Lord. Fear of God. Amen. See, if you fear God and respect God, Christ is your firm foundation. Uh Uh-huh. I want you to listen. The apostle Paul prayed one of the most important prayers that I think could be prayed for the church in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 through 19, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercy, would grant unto us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you can know the hope of his calling. And what is the riches of the glory of the inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? Which according to his, the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. God wants our eyes to be open right now. Mm. Oh, hold on. See, I think a lot of people are like Elisha's servant when the Syrian army had surrounded them and they were holding Israel in fear. And the Bible said that when the servant of the Lord, when the servant of Elisha got up that morning, he got up and he panicked because he saw the mountains and hills round about him and Elisha filled with horses and chariots and a vast army that was round about them. A terror nation. Somebody say a terror nation. And so what did this servant of the prophet do? And and be reminded this morning that here's a guy that's traveled with a prophet that has seen supernatural signs and wonders and miracles. Knows that God has defeated the armies of Israel time and time again. But yet he himself, when he gets up, he's stricken with fear because of what he sees. Everybody say, because of what he sees. But I like this. I like the repose and the calm of the prophet Elisha that when he speaks to him, he just simply says, Lord, open his eyes. And immediately his eyes were opened. And what did he see? He saw the mountains and the hills that were round about him and Elisha. They were surrounding the Syrian host. Horses and chariots of fire. The army of the Lord of hosts. Somebody say hallelujah. And what did he say? Relax, be cool, because this is what you need to get. There be more that be with us than they that be with them. Can I tell you this morning that there are more that be with us than they that be with them? What do you mean? In panic and fear, my faith is paralyzed. But if I can put my trust and faith in this God of heaven that I serve, who gave his only begotten son for me, I know that I am surrounded and protected by his mighty hand. Come on now. Somebody say, I'm kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. It's important for me to understand that my God is greater than any foe that's out there. He didn't want me to hide out in the cave with a can of beanie weenies, and he didn't want me to run to the mountains and try to hide out. He wants me to hide in him. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He's talking about those angelic wings of that mercy seat of heaven overshadowing you and me. 
I'm lost in his mercy. I'm lost in his grace. I'm lost in his power. I'm lost in his goodness. I'm lost in his might. Devil, you're going to have to look a long time before you can find where I'm at because my life is hid with Christ in God. See, what that's telling me is that I don't have to fear today or tomorrow. I don't have to fear what's happening overseas. I don't have to fear what the enemy may do because I know that my God has me in the hollow of his hand. That's a promise. Somebody give God some praise right there. I'm kept by him. I'm protected by him. He watches over me. The angel of the Lord encamps round about me and delivers me because I fear him. See, what did our scripture text say this morning? It said, it said the best treasure is the fear of God. The fear of God. Why is that my best treasure? Because in that treasure is my arsenal, and in that arsenal is everything that I need to put my enemy to flight. If God be for me, then who can be against me? Mm -hmm. See, I have wisdom. I have knowledge. See, some of us bellyache about trials that we go through. Oh, God. Why do I have to go through this? God, why am I having to, to put up with this? Oh, God, why is this befallen me? Lord Jesus, how come it's always me? See, I got one person laughing. See, I have wisdom and knowledge that only can be acquired by one thing. That's through my experience when I go through the trial. That when I walk through that fire that I understand that I won't be burned, and I understand this one thing. If God is allowing me to walk through the fiery trial, he is developing something in me that will not surrender to my adversary. I'm saying bring it on, devil, because if my God is allowing me to walk through this, then he is developing a strength and a power in me that's going to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the devil that you possess. There is nothing in your arsenal, devil, that my God has not already defeated. Come on, somebody. Not already dismantled. See, it's vital and it's, it's, it's indispensable that you know, those things that God does for us through our trials and, and through those testings that we go through in life. So learn not to complain. Learn to praise the God that you serve. You're going to walk right out of that valley, lift your hands and praise the Lord. Come on, somebody. You're going to praise him and exalt him. You're going to say, Father, just thank you right now that you've allowed me to be able to go through this. Why? Because my faith six months ago may not have been strong enough to get me through the battle that I'm facing right now had I not had to walk through the fire. But when I walked through the fire, you brought me out on the other side. And guess what? The fire didn't kindle upon me. It didn't scorch the hair on my body. I came out without the smell of smoke. That's the God that we serve. You see, faith in God is faith in action. His word never fails. Angels are on assignment for me. He has predestined me to win. Oh, you didn't catch that line. I said he has predestined me to win. He has predestinated me to win. You're talking about the doctrine of predestination. There's just some predestined. He's already predestined my future in Christ. 
Say, no, you don't, you don't, devil, you don't really know this God that I serve. You, you think you know him, but there's coming a time when he's going to swing out of heaven on a white horse and he's going to take care of business on that day. But until then, there's a body of believers on this earth that's known as an army. Come on, believers in Christ Jesus that know that he rose from the dead and is seated at the right hand of God. The people that don't fold and give up and blow away when a trial comes along. The people that give Jesus praise through the midst of the fiery trials and the hardships and the troubles that come against them. That look and say, oh, wisdom and knowledge are the stability of my times because I have, I have the wisdom of the word and the knowledge of the word because I've looked in my Bible and I never found any place in here when people trusted him that they came up on the short end of the stick, but they came out victorious. Come on. More than conquerors. Somebody said, well, some of them died. What a way to die. Death has been conquered. He's predestined me to win. He's predestined my day to be victorious. He's predestined me to triumph. He's predestined me to be blessed. He's predestined me right now to be able to do some things for the nation of Israel and for America. He always causes me to triumph. You see, when we look in the Bible, we find that these words are words that bring us comfort, especially in the hour in which we live right now. There's people trying to figure out why did this happen? How come those people hate us? Why did this happen to happen to us? Because there's a devil. For all you brilliant scholarly people in the world at Harvard University and Columbia, come on. Whoever thought UNC in Chapel Hill. For all you brilliant people, do you really honestly think that the world is Kesara, Kesara? No, there is an evil force known as Satan, and he wants to kill, steal, and to destroy. But there's one that came and paid for your life and my life with his own blood, Jesus. Come on. And he came to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly to tread upon the power of the adversary. My goodness. See, those words that we read that Isaiah gave to us in chapter number 33 are so powerful. It causes us to understand that living during turbulent times, economic unrest, political unrest in this world, looking at it can be so confusing and so frightening and terrifying but when you know who God is and what he's done for his people in the past see this is what happens people always have an argument when there are people starving to death in Africa they don't know God God's people are going over there drilling wells, taking food to them and feeding them because they have faith in that God. Listen, Jesus fed 5,000 men besides the women and the children. He fed 4,000 beside the women and the children. Are you listening to me? I can give you testimonies of missionaries where the enemy tried to starve them, but God fed them. It's all in what you believe. If you believe that you're going to die in your wilderness, 
And if you believe that your adversary is going to have the last word, then don't sing while you're burned on the cross. And don't sing when they, when they are, 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 are killing you and persecuting you and putting you to death. But if you know who you are, have the last word and begin to praise the God that you serve and say, this body is just giving way to the victory that my God intended for it to have. This is not the end. It's the beginning. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the foundation of the times. The foundation. America, wake up for God's sake. Get back to the Bible. Get back to absolute truth. I don't know why people are so stubborn and rebellious except for one thing. It's the devil. but it would be to your own shame that you didn't hear the word this morning and know that your God is the truth. He's the way. He's the life. He's your tomorrow. He's your future. He's your, he's your eternity. Come on now, somebody. We always run to him last. There are no Mr. Fixits in Congress. There's certainly in the Mr. Fixit at the presidency or any state department that exists, there is no answer. That's why they have perplexity. Right here is the answer. Clean out the libraries in our schools and get rid of the immoral garbage that is against the truth and put the Bible back in the central place that it belongs and begin to speak the truth of God. And quit calling it hate speech. It's, it is deliverance and freedom for all men. It's the only book that's out there that tells you feed your enemies, love your enemies, pray for those that despitefully use you. It doesn't tell us to go cut their heads off or murder them. Jesus, somebody say Jesus. We need to get back to the truth. Somebody say the truth. See, there's nothing coming or going that the Lord Jesus has not already told us about in the word. Mm. See, I look back through biblical historical accounts and find those who went through those trying times, listen to this, faced extinction of death. Oh, the, the Jewish people <laughs> have been threatened for extinction more than once, more than twice, more than three times. Come on now. And the devil hates Christians just as bad. Come on. You never had a need or a disease or any terror that, that's, that's come against us. When you look back through biblical history, you see that God brought them through. God brought them through. You know, our problem is that we get spoiled too quick. You deliver a nation out of Egyptian bondage. You part the Red Sea. You come out and you work miracles. You defeat their adversaries. You feed them with manna from heaven until they get all the way to where they're going. It doesn't stop until they cross the Jordan to get there. Listen, listen. But they murmured and they complained 
And when they did, it released the enemy against them. Oh my God. I could spend an hour and a half right here just preaching on dinglings in the body. Well, they didn't get my way. They didn't shake my hand. They should have done this. They should have done that. I don't know why that happened. Blah, 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 blah. Shut up. Listen, I'm just glad to be in his presence. I'm glad to worship him. This should be the most exciting place that there is. Somebody say hallelujah. Some of you got on your mind, my God, I got to get home, get Fox Network and find out what's happening in the world. God has already told us what's happening in the world. We just need to believe what God said. God said, lift up your head. Lift up your hands. Get ready. Your redemption is drawing near. If you want to know what's happening, you get your going home shoes on. You get your going home suit on. You're living in a bad, ridiculous time. Preach my gospel to the point that hell wants to get rid of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. See, my God didn't leave me here powerless. He gave me a spiritual arsenal. He gave me, he gave me, he gave me the faith of Moses' rod. We talked about that last week. He gave me the wisdom of Joseph that in times of famine, I know what to do. Amen. My God, if you're without food and you're starving and there's famine in the land, you're just gonna sit there and say, well, you know, I guess I'll sit here till I die. Are you gonna pray, God, you sent ravens, those birds to bring meat and, and flesh and bread to Elijah the prophet. God, you took Obadiah. You fed the prophets of God. Father, you, have, you fed the multitudes time and time again. You took care of the schools of the prophets. You've always taken You rained manna down from heaven. I know I'm not going hungry. I might need to fast a few days. But I'm not going hungry. I said I'm not going hungry. I said, I'm not going hungry. And somebody would point back again to those babies who have, the, the, have a swollen bellies that are dying on foreign soil. They need Jesus. That's why we send the offerings. That's why we send the missionaries. But I'm going to tell you, if they would learn how to pray, come on, somebody. Mm -hmm. The faith of Daniel who stopped the mouths of lions, the fire of Elijah that destroyed Jezebel's prophets. Come on, somebody. The eyes of Elisha that opened the eyes of the servant to see his army. The boldness of Peter and John. Are you listening to me? To be witnesses for Jesus. The power of Pentecost and spiritual gifts in our arsenal. My God. If you're sad today, if you're depressed, then you need to flip open your Bible to the book of Acts and find where it is written, how Paul and Silas were in prison and they had been beaten severely and the Bible said at midnight they lifted up their voices and sang praise to God. That might be a clue so that you can get out of your prison house of depression, come on, and oppression of your adversary. You might need to praise him. Yeah. You may need to give him glory. Oh, man, you don't know what's happening. Oh, you don't know what's going on. Man, the enemy has me cornered. Maybe you need to find in the book of Acts where they took Peter and locked him up in the prison. But the church made intercession. 
without stopping. They prayed around the clock. I said they prayed. Come on, somebody say they prayed. They prayed. They prayed. They prayed. They prayed. They prayed until God sent an angel, walked in, tapped Peter, got him up, and walked him out of the prison, and the doors opened on their own accord. Come on, somebody. That doesn't sound like a God that fails to me. It sounds like a God that has the power and the might to give us the victory. In Jesus' name, my Lord. Well, you know, there's this awful sickness and awful disease, you know, that's in the land. Maybe you need to go to the Bible and find several of these dead people that got raised up. See, we want to wait. We want to wait until people have been embalmed. But that's okay. Jesus can do that too. See, I'm just telling you, our faith, where's our faith at? Where's our faith at right now? Where's our faith at right now? What do you believe in God for? Do you believe that you just have to cower down in a ditch somewhere and fear until all this stuff explodes all over the world and hope that you don't get murdered and get to get out of here in the rapture? No, lift up your voice like a trumpet and begin to pray and call on the God of heaven and pray for revival. Pray for a Holy Ghost outpouring. Wow. Listen, fear is destructive. It's opposite of faith. It's paralyzing, and that's what the enemy wants to do. Fear puts God in a box and counts him out. Come on. Fear attracts the enemy. Oh, man, if you got fear, he's going to sniff you out. I said he's going to sniff you out. See, we ought to feed our faith with the word of God and get this thing so, so down in our hearts, burning, burning. Somebody say burning on the inside. Burning on the inside. When I read the scripture, really, Jeremiah is one of my heroes. He prophesied. He wrote the word. They threw him down in a well. They left him for dead. They left him there in the bottom of that muddy old cistern. But he kept praying. He said, I'm not going to make mention of my God anymore because every time I do, hell breaks out in my life. And he walked off and he sat down and it wasn't long until he came out with these words. But his word was like a burning fire down in my heart, down in my bones. And I could not be quiet. I couldn't put off saying, thus saith the Lord. Come on, somebody. I want to say today, thus saith the Lord, devil. You that's attacking Israel, get ready because you're digging a grave for yourself. My God is going to turn it around. Come on, somebody. He's going to turn it around. Psalm 35. The angel of the Lord will chase them up on dark, slippery places in the pit that they have dug. They will fall in it themselves. This elaborate cave system that they have, I believe God can seal it, fill it full of fire, seal it on the other side, and roast them. Come on, somebody. I believe that the God that I serve is going to work supernaturally just like he did in the Six-Day War when they won that battle the first time. I want them to understand that land belongs to Israel. It does not belong to America. It does not belong to Russia. It does not belong to China. It does not belong to Iran or Iraq or anybody else. It is Israel's land. God gave it to Israel. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He that touches Israel touches the apple of my eye. God said, you don't want to be poking your finger in my eye. I like Psalm 18. 
when David is praying, the powers of hell had gotten a hold of him, the pangs of death had laid hold on him. He cried out to God and said a smoke went out of his nose. Coals of fire were kindled before him. Man, you don't want to stir up my God. I want him stirred up for revival. I'm saying right now, there has never been a more prime time for you to preach the gospel to people. People that are so full of fear. Listen, there's going to be some things that happen. You mark it down. There's going to be some things that are released in our nation. But it'll be to the detriment of the enemy's work and to the good of the church. Come on. I said to the good of the church. To the good of the church. To the good of the church. Hillary Clinton thinks we're non-essential. Jesus said the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. You know why Hillary Clinton's nervous? Because she's got a devil. It's like a lot of these politicians, they're following evil forces. But I'm going to tell you, the church, the body of Christ is essential. We have the answer for peace in our streets, peace in our cities, peace in our nation, and peace in our borders. Hallelujah. We have the answer for that. My dear God. Thank you. That's like <laughs> delayed action. Don't write me a crayon letter look like I cocked a gun for crying out loud. I got to tie this in here. Last Saturday on October the 7th, when Hamas attacked Israel. I I want you to get this. These precious young people were at a concert. Just like, listen, this can happen in America that quick, that quick, that quick. 9-11 happened that quick, that quick. There were people that just stepped off the elevator when kaboom. There were people that God spoke to and said, don't go to work today. Don't enter the Twin Towers. I heard the testimony, and this is interesting, of a, of a lady, and she was giving her testimony. She says, we had planned to stay a couple more days in Israel. Our guide had already allowed us. He was going, we're going to stay in his home and, and, uh, and, and so forth, and, and we we're going to take some, just, just take our time and tour for a few more days. She said, but I started feeling inside uncomfortable. And she said, I started feeling more and more uncomfortable. And then she said she bumped into the pastor. And the pastor said, I feel very uncomfortable about this. Now listen, she had already had her ticket moved for a few extra days. She went back and had the ticket moved back. She listened to the voice of God. Oh, God, you got to hear me. Hear me. Could have been the same thing as going to the mall going to the restaurant you got to hear his voice see that's your protection she moved that back and so they left early and the next day Hamas attacked these young people were in 
They were having the concert. Hamas had already planned this thing. They said it had been planning for two years. It's amazing. How come we didn't pick up the chatter? How come, you know, how did this thing sneak by? What's come across our borders? We already know that they've caught untold terrorists that have come into our borders. There are people that haven't been vetted. We have Chinese people here by the thousands that had their face covered. Middle Eastern people coming in had their face covered. Syrians the other day, some were caught. They come flying in on drones and they came in and started shouting to the people because they started shooting and said, run, run to the wall, run to the fence, run to the fence because their plan was for the fence to be breached. And so when they came in on those drones, motorcycles came from carrying the Hamas people. They came riding in. They started shooting people in the head. Boom, 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 boom. People were running. They were screaming. Only a few were able to get out. And so they continued their attack. And I want you to think about this. They beheaded babies. 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 In hospitals, beheaded babies. Took babies from their mothers, beheaded them. Took young girls, raped them. Old women, grandmothers, raped them. And did the most heinous things to inflict pain upon their bodies. Men and others they took captive. They were screaming, some dragged by the hair of the head. They stripped them down naked. Some were burned with fire. Their bodies were mutilated. They left them in the streets without a head. They rolled heads down the street. I want you to listen. And there was one young lady here in America that they asked, they say, what about these babies that were beheaded? Oh, that's not real. That's not real. That is brainwashing to the max and extreme. Because you have people in school that have been so brainwashed by this system. Dear God, who have been the teachers in our universities, in our high schools, and in our middle schools, and in our grade schools, and in the, in the kindergartens? I mean, you know, the same people that want these drag queens up in front of our kids. It's the same bunch of devils. Man, this enemy that I'm talking about has got to be exterminated. Somebody said, I didn't think you was in the kingdom. I'm going to tell you something. You got to go for this snake's head. And so Israel, you might as well say, has been under siege in one sense of the word. But the church right now in America, we've seen thousands of people demonstrating in the streets of where the universities, our universities are located. It's amazing. The visceral hatred, chanting death to America, death to Israel, set the Palestinians free. I challenge anybody in here, go study the history of the Palestinians. Study it and find a worthy book on the matter and make sure it's the right stuff. Find out about this enemy. Anybody that would take a news reporter's word for this or any professor that would stand in any university and teach this kind of stuff, I challenge you to go find the truth. Number one, start right here. 
Start right here. Start right here. You want to know how Jewish people are hated? Start right here. Start right there. And I wanted to leave you with this today because this is so important that I leave you with this. He, God wants me to point you heavenward because you're to pray for Israel right now and you're to pray for your nation. There's not a force on this earth, not any elite fighting group, nobody but the church who can do something about this. Our God that we serve, praying to him is what I'm saying. Listen to Isaiah 43, verses 1 and 2. But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and formed thee, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name. Thou art mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, it will, you will not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon you. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 and 31, haven't you known and haven't you heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faints not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the, of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. Isaiah 41, verse number 10, fear thou not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yea, I will help you. Yea, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold all they that were incensed against you. Listen to this Hamas, Al-Qaeda uh, and, and uh, Hezbollah, all you terror groups. Listen to this. Behold all those that were incensed against you, people of God, Israel uh, against you shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing and they that strive with you shall perish. Thou shalt seek them and shall not find them, even them that contended with you, Israel. They that war against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord, thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto you, Fear not, Israel, I will help you. Oh, yeah, come on. So we're talking about Jesus that walks on the water, commands the winds and the waves, delivers from disease, casts the devils out. He's the stability of the time. Psalm 31. For I have heard the slander of many. Fear was on every side. While they took counsel together against me, they defied to take away my life. But I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, thou art my God. My times are in thy hands. See, God is saying to the church right now, he said, look, it ain't panic time. It's Pentecost time. Yeah. It's not fear time. It's time to fight in the spirit. For Israel is not wrestling against flesh and blood, but ancient entities that are energizing these people with hatred. Yeah. 
hatred, destruction. And so God tells us, he said, church, you got to suit up. And you've got to dress yourself in the armor. A heavily armed soldier. And at the end of that, when he lists the armor, he says, and praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit with all kinds of prayer all kinds of supplication with every way you know how to pray, any way you know how to say it, any way you know how to stand on it, any way you know how to prophesy it. He said, get up with everything within you and point your finger up into the heavenlies, that where that demonic power dwells, and say, you devil, in the name of Jesus, you prince of Persia, you prince of Grecia, by the authority of the blood, which Daniel didn't have in his day. Come on. By the authority of the blood of Jesus Christ, we declare your defense feet and your destruction in the name of Jesus. We declare you being bound by the power of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We command you to flee in the name of Jesus and begin to take authority. Man, when you're riding down the road, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in tongues. Cover yourself with the blood. Cover yourself with the blood. When you do things, say, God, should I do this? Should I go there? Should I travel? Lord, what do you want me to do? What should I do right now? Ask him. Because I'll tell you, I'll be the first one to tell you, there's times I made plans and we canceled them. And it always paid off. And then there have been times that we were just out traveling and the angel of heaven came and delivered us. And so I want to make sure right now that my relationship with Jesus is just as close as I can get to him. I want to hear him. I want to hear his voice. I want to hear his voice. I want us to stand together this morning. Lord, have mercy. Jesus, he prayed and the disciples came to him and they said, Lord, teach us how to do that. Teach us how. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. What a great prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. See, Jesus made it so simple, but he covered it all. I said he covered it all. He wants you to know, when you pray, pray, pray. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus always answered the enemy with the word. I said, he answered him with the word. That's what we have to use, the word. Use the word to stand against your enemy. You can pray in America and touch people in Israel. You can pray in America and touch people in Germany, in France, in Italy, on the other side of the United States, in Canada, 
We need to pray for our nation. We need to pray for secure borders. We need to be praying over the upcoming elections. We need to be praying that God would move. We need to pray for the harvest to come in. The final harvest. Reap the final harvest. We want that harvest to come in. God, move by your spirit. And don't be afraid when somebody asks you a question to give them the right answer. How do you feel about this? They'll say, this is what the Word says. This is what the Word says. Well, what do you think about the Palestinian this and what do you think about the Gaza Strip? What do you think about the Golan Heights? They say, well, let me tell you what a miracle God worked in 1967 to give them that area. They fought over that again. But see, it's so important for us to pray right now. Pray right now as God's people for the nation of Israel and for America and to be attuned and to be in key with what the Lord is doing and what the adversary is up to. We want to pray that God stop him. The church rise up and use that authority in Jesus' name. This morning, with every head bowed, you may be here today and you may not know Christ. And if you don't know Jesus, right now is an opportunity like no other to come to Christ, to receive Jesus into your heart. If you've never made Jesus Lord, or maybe you've drifted away from God, you need to be born again. Maybe you're not sure about where you stand at with God this morning. Today is the day. Today is the day of salvation for you to ask Christ to come into your heart. Ask for forgiveness of sins. If you're a backslider away from God, today is your day to return. And right now, I compel you to come in Jesus' name. Step out from where you're at and meet me at this altar today. I need Christ. I need Jesus in my heart. I need my sins to be washed away. If you're not sure about where you're standing, see the scripture says, make that calling and election sure. I want you to come and I want you to meet me at this altar today. Step out. If you need Christ, I want you to come. If you need Jesus in your heart. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want us to pray this prayer together this, together this morning out loud. We're going to pray for the nation of Israel. And we're going to pray for America, okay? Say this to me. Say, Father in heaven, I lift up your people, Israel, before you. They are the apple of your eye. You promised them. You would fight for them. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray right now your peace upon your people your strength upon your people. And I pray, strike terror in the heart of Israel's enemies. Arise, O oh God. Let your enemies be scattered because your enemy is Israel's enemy. And we pray now that you will rise up. Rise up for Israel. Protect her. Fight for her. Stand for her. Cause that that the enemy is doing to come upon them. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray today. Your protection 
your keeping power over Israel. God, I thank you for the Iron Dome that they have. But I thank you more than anything that you are her covering. I pray cover her today. Your protection over her. Expose the enemy. Expose every tactic, every strategy. In Jesus' name, bring the enemy to naught. Give victory to your people, Israel. I pray now for the United States. Have mercy upon us. Forgive us of our complacency, of our sins. Wash us. Have mercy upon us. Lord, send revival. I pray now that in every school, every university, every place of leadership, wherever authority is, I pray against the powers and the authorities of darkness. Expose them. Uncover them. Make them naked, O oh God. And in the name of Jesus, let there be great light that exposes them and their strategies, Lord. Uncover all that they're doing. And I pray now, bring their work to absolute nothing. Nothing in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for the body of Christ that she will be stirred to prayer, to seek your face, to draw nigh to you. Father, have your way. Show us how to pray. Holy Spirit, guide our every thought. Guide our every word. And Father, we thank you now for your peace, your power, your protection in Jesus' name. Now give him praise. <clears throat> thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. I want to remind you the leaders meeting this evening at 6 o'clock. And uh, have a great day. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he lift his countenance to you, turn his face toward you, be gracious to you, and grant you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, she'll get this evening. <laughs>